Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Blank. Mike from, I guess he's now previously known as Whack Brackets. Now he's going to be known as, I, I forgot the freaking name. The University Multiverse of-, of Badness. Damn it. I was, I was trying to guess it. Um, why, why the shift? Did you just feel like it was time to move on to something where you can poke fun at the comics? Uh, many, many different reasons. Uh, probably the biggest reason is, and you know this, uh, being a solo podcaster is that it can be difficult at times to find people to reach out to. And I know your podcast, you do a fantastic job of just keeping uh, kind of a conversation going. Mine was a little more specific. We came up with a very specific idea and a concept and a bracket style. And I would have to come up with that. I would have to run it by somebody to say, first I had to find somebody, I had to run it by them. They approved, disapprove. I come back, I massage. It took a long time. So even these 20, 30 minute episodes between the back and forth, it was taking hour and a half, two hours sometimes. And it was just difficult. It just too time consuming, I think for the end product and like a little bored as well as being a solo podcaster, you know, this, I was, uh, it's kind of difficult to be your own guy, kind of get that motivation every time to get it going and keep it going. So I reached out uh, to a friend of ours, a mutual friend, Zach from previously from the fried penguin news podcast and he thought that we could we could pull this off so we're recording our first episode later today that's awesome because um that's a good combo i mean you guys have done collaborations in the past too but i mean just the comic section of it really that i thought it died i really did i thought that like because there was a giant rise in trend to it but it's just been keep it's coming back and i think it's because the way Disney has their fingers in fucking everything, man. I don't know where it's coming from. Like you find out they're like sponsored by Pfizer or something. I'm like, what the hell is that going on? But it's like, no, they have little pockets. They have their hands and everything. But it's the also with their films and their TV series, they've really like dropped them like perfectly in sync with each other, like leaving a message at the end of the new Venom to lead into the multiverse type thing. And then also if you look through all their shows, Loki, WandaVision, um, Oh God, what's the other one? Uh, what if they all kind of collaborate into each other? Now you're not tackling the shows though. You're tackling the basic comics though. Uh, we're going to attack it two ways. We're actually looking at comic books and not the comic series. Uh, I think that a lot's being overdone podcast wise on comic series and no offense to anybody that does one of those podcasts, but I can only listen to so much of a breakdown of a episode by 10 different people and 90% of it is duplicative and uh, just not, I would rather watch it and come up with my own conclusions. But the thing about comic books is that they're rich and they're ripe for kind of talking about because there are hundreds of thousands of, of comic books, you know, individual issues. And what we're trying to do is, for instance, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, You see a lot of the better villains, or you see maybe a little drop here, a little drop there, something funny. What we're trying to do is not every comic book villain or hero or even storyline was created the same. Some of them were just god-awful, just to fill time. These were issues that are coming out every week, and you can only be so motivated after you come off of a big Dr. Doom arc in Fantastic Four. You can only be so motivated to find a new villain. You can only fight Kang so many times. You can only fight... Uh, you know, Dr. Dune so many times, and you need to try to create a new villain or a new hero or a new story that's so different. And some of those fall flat, many, much like The Wire, the last season of The Wire fell flat, or you'll see an episode of a, of a great series and it'll feel like a throwaway episode. I know Breaking Bad gets a lot of uh, 
I guess, differing opinion of the fly episode. And I found the fly episode to be very boring. But to me, it was very much a we just need to fill time because we want to tell this story. We want to tie it in with this story. We need to have X amount of episodes and we have two too few. So let's come up with just some weird concept. And I feel that's the way with some of these comics sometimes is they just need a weekly filler. And to do that, they come up with some really, really shitty characters sometimes. And that's what Zach and I are doing are finding these gems and nuggets of, of garbage inside of otherwise fantastic comic book story arcs. Usually like at late at night, I'm watching like some type of YouTube video about explaining certain things. Cause I think Marvel drops a lot of hints to other comic book references like every license plate that's in spider-man no way from or far from home is apparently a comic reference uh yep. there's one it's a uh asm 81 83 or something like that so amazing spider-man and then it's 81 is the comic issue that 83 is the year it came out and then it happens to be that one comic is the spectacular spider-man the only time mm -hmm. it was referenced as spectacular spider-man like that's cool as shit but like if you're just a right. fan watching a movie that doesn't know any of the comic stuff you don't know to look up any of this shit so i'm like right. can you can someone give me a breakdown or someone like can you like when i'm doing this film that i'm making i'm trying to find references of stuff that people that an average person would just understand whether that's you're pumping up your gas and then mm -hmm. you see the price of it and you freak the hell out. I don't know, but just something simple where it can resonate with a lot of people. Cause I feel like there's a lot of individual moments, which are important, but the crucial moments, like the key moments in society or key moments in people as a whole, a sunset and a sunrise, everyone experiences a sunset and a sunrise at the same time, at the same time of day, most of the time, unless you're in a different time zone, but like if you're sitting next to someone, but you're too, you're experiencing the same thing, but it's two different experiences only because you guys are taking in something completely different from each other. Like I've started to notice that more because um, with working on the film, I'm doing like a space style thing to it. I don't want to get too in depth with it, but my buddy who's a, a radio astronomer out in Africa, he was sending me a video of his observatory at night. The fucking stars, man. You can see like the galaxy. You can see all the, the everything. And I look up at night and I see a star that might possibly be a planet or a satellite. Sometimes it blinks. And I'm just like, damn it. Like there are people experiencing the exact same thing at you in this world right now that are experiencing it in a completely different way, either because it's open to them in a way or because that they're just open to looking for that. And I think it helps define who you are as a person in a way. I'm not trying to get super deep with it, but on an aspect of like you start to uncover more things that you necessarily weren't ready to lose when you start coming across them, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's it is. That's the fascinating thing with detail. And it's funny because you're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe detail. I don't see a lot of the detail, the, the Uber I won't call them nerds. That's the wrong term, but the, the fanboys really Legions. get into legions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's there. And there's an appreciation from my side because sometimes I will catch that. If I'm really into something, you can, you can catch a little detail in a series that maybe someone else missed. I can't remember what I was watching with my wife recently. Oh, uh, if anyone sees, it's not a great movie, but there's one of my favorite artists is Todd Snyder. And he actually had a movie come out recently. It was a movie about one of his songs called Hard Luck Love Song is the name of the movie. And it has Michael Dorman from Patriot, which is one of my favorite shows. And the entire movie, they were dropping references to Todd Snyder songs, which to me, I picked up probably the majority of them because of Todd Snyder is one of my favorite artists. But to my wife, who is also a Todd Snyder fan, she missed 
quite a few of those references, but she's not as into it as I am. Didn't detract from the movie. And I think that's the thing. It's it's kind of like icing on a cake, or uh, that may be the wrong term because some people just fucking love icing and hate the cake. But it's it's a it's salt, or it's it's an added flavor that someone may appreciate. And like you said, it's salt for me, so I taste a little different than my wife, who may not get that extra flavor. But we still both appreciated what we saw. And and I think you were talking about astronomy, which is fascinating, of course. And the fact that when you're down here and you can't tell the difference between a planet and a star most of the time, but if you're in an observatory and you can actually zoom in and see something at much greater detail, even though you're seeing it hundreds of miles away differently than your friend who might be in the observatory, he's seeing a much greater detail and a much finer detail at a, at a appreciation level that you're probably not getting. And you may appreciate it just as much or more depending on your mood and just even to look up and realize the vastness of the universe. You don't necessarily need to know the detail of a planet or star to be amazed that the light I'm seeing from that star is you know, tens of thousands of years old. And it's just finally now arriving here. So you can get to the same you can get to the same conclusion or different conclusions, but maybe you're just seeing things in a different way. It's a great euphemism for like, I guess all that, you know, is all that, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird because I think it opens up doorways and opportunities to understand that there's always more out there than what you think, not just in oh, yeah. the realm of space, but in any aspect of your life. And it makes it, makes it very challenging. Cause I think this is probably the one time in the, history so far that has really had a huge content support there's always been brand loyalty but it seemed like it died and then it kind of has now been this new era of rebirth which is just a bunch of people and don't get me wrong let's say dc makes a really good film all the marvel people are switching over at least all the new ones um but back in the day they used to have people that would just drink coke military people that used like coke was a major factor at agent orange but they support coke because they always drank coke now the chemicals like it leads into this whole thing is a book called seed industry um or is it seed money um guy was studying the crop infectants like they use in uh, agent orange or the same one that they use in monsanto's on this crop that they use basically on crops that actually affects Mm -hmm. the population there but there's a lot of people there that support coke undyingly in that specific area knowing full well what their chemical capabilities are in their crops and all the type of stuff that they do that's horrible industry wise they just have blind support because it was a big brand loyalty thing back in the day you know the military Mm -hmm. sponsored coke all these types of things that started to happen pepsi it would look at you a little bit different and i think now it's kind of like the same thing you have the marvel you have the dc people going back and forth across each other but there's not really any hardcore dire loyalty like there used to be um i heard snoop dogg talking about this in a podcast where he talked about east versus west and he goes back then it was like east and west like a, like a rap song you guys would rap and then would you know say something to somebody then they would create a rap song and the rap song then it became people killing other people and then it got to a point where it was like, oh, shit, this is escalated to a point where I don't this is not what I wanted this. I wanted to create music. I wanted to have this type of thing. I wanted to have my style. It was supposed to be an online beef, like how social media is. And that's kind of like how it escalates a lot, too, is that people can't separate this from that. And it becomes this feud type thing where now there's people from East and West that rap all the time in songs. Biggest feud was Biggie and Tupac. You see that right. with DC and Marvel. Everyone talks about that. I just look at it like it's kind of the same concept of things besides different characters that play the stories. And it's interesting because I think there's a friendly rivalry that's supposed to be important, whether you're a DC or Marvel fan. It just it's hard to find anybody who's loyal in that aspects. Yeah, and I think it's going to depend on depend on what you grew up with. And I saw that. Did you want me to pause? 
No, no, I'm good. It's uh, the good news is it's just water. It's carbonated water, so I don't have fucking coke all over my fucking floor. I'll say because that was me. I'd be freaking. No, that's all right. My floor is a fucking mess anyway. But uh, I think it's going to depend on, like you said, loyalty is one thing. I guess Uh, I'm I'm not overly loyal. I am loyal to people. I'm loyal to family. Uh, I'm loyal to my job. I'm loyal to the the things I do, but as far as products, I don't have that blind loyalty, so I can't really get into it. I do understand a little bit of it. Uh, if you grew up like I did with Spider-Man, uh, I grew up when Spider-Man was the center of the Marvel Universe and it wasn't Iron Man. And I was loyal to Spider-Man. And trust me, I read and bought a lot of shitty Spider-Man comics where I would have gave up on other characters long before because I would be like, oh, well, it's Spider-Man. They'll turn it around. It's Spider-Man. So I think we all get caught up in a little loyalty. It's it's more of a of a faith, a trust that something that did you right in the past will do you right again. And at some point, though, I'm I'm pretty quick to give up on that anymore because things are just really different shades of others. Uh, I'll give you an example of the loyalty that drives me the most insane right now is loyalty to Apple products. Never understood it. Uh, Apple actually ruined text messaging for the average person because of their iMessage. So if you're on a Android phone, like I am a cheap shit Android phone that you can buy for $200 does exactly what your iPhone does. And it's, it's a great product. But the problem is, is if you're on a group message with people that are on iPhone, they won't, you won't necessarily get all the messages. And that's because of iPhone's proprietary iMessaging. So they avoid SMS and MMS messaging and do their own little thing. And sometimes they drop Poor little old me. And everybody's like, well, just get an iPhone. I'm like, why should I change when Apple's the one that's being a dick? If they use yeah. the standard everybody else did. Conform. Yeah. It's just, no, conform, I'm not going to do that. Just conform. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. yeah well, I, I don't care. If, if you don't think enough of me to send me a fucking message and you're like, well, fuck Mike. I'm like, fuck you too. I'll... Your mic cut out right when that happened too. Oh, no. Oh, wait. No, now you're back. Nope. Okay. It just went like, it immediately stopped or as soon as you said like, and then it just cut off right when you said the fuck. And then it just went. And I was like, that was priceless. Yeah. It was self-censoring. So yeah, that should, uh, I should do more of that, but like Apple with these, um, (laughs) did you do that on purpose? Wait, is that you really stopped talking when you started saying, no, I wish, I wish I had that kind of filter. No, but, uh, even with the iMessage I was bitching about Apple has those damn fire cords or whatever that fray after about two months. Everybody I know that has an Apple cord, it this goes to shit too. after about three months. This one's going too. I got mine hooked up right now. Yeah. But your cord goes to shit, and there's no logical reason for that. Do you if think- you use a USB-C cord, I've never had a USB-C cord go to shit. I've washed them in the washing machine. I've run over them and shit. It's all fine. An Apple cord, you can sneeze on the motherfucker, that it breaks into 17 parts. Do you think that they're going to expand farther than that? You think after like Steve Jobs, they would be like, okay, Apple's just going to stay where it's at. We're not going to do any major innovations. I mean, Google tried Google Glass and they were like, nope, let us shut that down. Do you think they're going to go farther? Like I, I picture them being like major corporations that are eventually involved into a lot of stuff like Disney is like Disney's involved into yeah. way more than you think. And I'm oh, yeah. like, I think it's going to end up leading that way where I don't necessarily want the companies like T-Mobile, for instance, when I say T-Mobile, you think of what? Phones. But where exactly would these phones be located? Fuck if I know, just a cordless phone. Or, yeah. Kiosk stands in a Kiosk fucking stand. mall. Uh, 
I don't like go now, to no goddamn mall. Now they have fucking like they have them actual in stores now, but nobody can separate them from the mall because that's all where <laughs> you would see a T-Mobile store would be in a fucking mall. Verizon, for instance, a great it used by a lot. Probably one of the main providers is Verizon. But then there's AT&T, even though you don't hear a lot about AT&T. Then there was that off brand person with a sprint. And you're like, who the fuck are you? It's these corporations are eventually going to start taking over things where. Was it Apple? Oh, God, I forgot what they were just trying to buy recently. I'm going to have to look it up, Mike. <laughs> That's okay. But I'll, I'll fill up space here while we do that. But yes, do they want to? Yes, but it's a competition anymore. And it really is a competition between every tech provider anymore. Everybody's into everything. Amazon is the easy, low-hanging fruit because they're into cloud computing. They're into shopping. They're into Amazon Prime Video. So they're competing with Netflix. They're competing with Walmart. And they tried to get into the telephone business uh, many years ago with the Amazon Fire phone. Actually, a decent phone where they fucked that up was that they didn't give you any discount on the phone. And what actually eventually killed the Fire phone wasn't the fact it wasn't a decent product. It was the fact that they would not integrate with the Android app store. They tried to have their own app store and they didn't lower the price on phones to make the app store a reasonable place for developers to develop. And they shit the bed. Google recently had a foray into social media. They tried to get into a social media idea, and I think they've given up on that. Yes, Apple, they're under Apple TV. Will that last very long? They've got some decent shows right now, but who the fuck knows? So there's just so much competition. Apple's competing with Amazon's competing. Apple's also competing with Tesla. That's what it was. They're making an electric car now. So I'm like, everybody's diving into these markets where I necessarily don't think everyone should be extending these to. Like, I think that there should be certain people that you label them or you categorize them as this because that's what they were initially intended for. Amazon, for instance, is probably one of the biggest people you could knock. Why the hell is Bezos feel like he needs to go into fucking outer space? Just deliver the damn packages. He already uh, basically took out USPS. USPS yeah. is like, I'm just fucking, we're going to get there when we get there. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? I've never heard that response from a service before. Like, we don't care. Like, I, I <laughs> the other day I had a package that was just in the front of my driveway, like all the way at the start of my driveway. I was like, right. it wasn't even fucking heavy. It's like a yeah. two pound, three pound package. Like, no, I'm just going to sit right here. I got other shit to do and fucking drove off. And I'm like, that's what happens is you let these things in and the goalpost starts moving. Then next thing you know, you're seeing like Apple's now doing tattoos and Apple's now, you know, become a supply chain store. Uh, we have everyone's out of like supply chain stuff. What is that? Um, Is it chips? The chips that they're using, they were running yeah. out of those and then. They're, but before they were pushing them, they were putting them in everything, all these new innovations coming out. And next, you know, there's a chip shortage. Where the fuck you think the chips went? I'm looking at this thing of like, this is a very weird time economically, which I'm not going to get super into. But I start to notice like the warning signs of like, hey, maybe we should like put some limiters on this stuff. It seems like everyone's grasping for the sun trying to get that spotlight. But the only like Apple's just in the news right now because everyone's suing Travis Scott and then his music company, which is through Apple Music as well, too which is like $8 million for all that concert at uh, Astro World, which people say the Simp- Simpsons predicted. So I was like, what? All right, it went out again. Okay, I'll, I'll do some further. I could pause it. Yeah, I actually, I saw, I, sorry about that. Uh, techno difficulties on my end. I don't know what the hell's wrong. Probably because I don't have an Apple computer. Apple's infected my computer with malware and shitting all over my microphone. That's yeah, I, I did catch it this time. I saw it say, oh, you're not recording. So sorry about that. Okay. Um, but I think it started with KFC. 
I think it all went down fucking hill with KFC when they added Taco Bell onto the side of their fucking building. I was like, you Thanks. bastards let in the door for people to try shit they shouldn't have tried. We got Danny McBride in Halloween, you pieces of shit. That's what happened. That's what happened. Well, <laughs> uh, I'll say this. Anytime you can expand the footprint of Taco Bell, it's fine with me. So, I like so yeah, I don't care if there's a Taco Bell on the side of a Kenny Rogers roasters. I'll take it. If Arby's buys a Sonic, we're fucked. I'm telling you that. That's mm. the signs of the henchmen of the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's just adding insult to gastrolog- gastronomic injury there. Well, like what? I used to just get spam calls. I used to just get spam calls. Now I'm getting spam texts. Yeah. They're evolving. They're morphing. The society is changing because people are doing things they necessarily would have never thought to do. Not people, the corporations. They're doing oh, things yeah. that are like, well, there's not enough people in this market, so I better jump in. I'm like, there's enough people making electric cars. And let me tell you, not a lot of people are fucking buying them as much as you think. <laughs> well, text oh. messages are easy to do. Those text spams, they don't cost hardly anything. And the companies wouldn't do it. That's the thing. If you if you make the bar to entry so low financially, I have ten right now. I could reach you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. And it's that's horrible. You can blame that not on the spammer, and it's easy to blame the spammer. But really, it's your it's your phone company. They made a decision to allow those to come through, and they don't have to. They really don't have to. Wait, so my phone company is the one letting those get through? They're not just random numbers. Most of the time, well. The phone calls, here's the thing, is they're spoof numbers, but they're coming from they're coming from other they're coming from places. It's not a line to line. Your phone company knows when you make a phone call, what happens? It shows up on the ledger. It knows exactly you made a phone call. When you show when it ends up to another user, it knows that the phone's calling. Most of the phones that aren't calling aren't even real phone numbers. They're spoofed. So they're going through a computer, so to speak. And you can't tell me they can't spoof when a computer when say that a company signs up for numbers, okay? They sign up for numbers. They know, they say, this is your block of phone numbers. Literally, the phone company, all they have to do is say, what's your business? Nope, we're not going to allow those fucking numbers. We're not even going to sign you fucking numbers. And then also with the SMS text, a lot of companies, you'll see most of the text you're getting, they're not even from phone numbers. It'll be from like a whole series of ones and zeros. It'd be like from 11007329787 or something like that. They're not even a phone number. And what those are is because your SMS company, I could send, if you're on AT&T, which I am, I could send you a text message by sending you an email to whatever your phone number is. So my phone number, ATT, I think it's att.net. If someone sends an email to that phone number, it'll show up as a text message on my phone, but it won't come through as a phone number. So blame your phone company for all that stuff. Oh my God. It's like they're advertising on you already. They're letting all these things go through to where they're saying you can do this for $29.99 and they know my name. That's how you get me. All you got to do is say Robbie and I'm fucking hooked. I'm like, what you know my <laughs> name? It's such a personal connection. You must be an old friend. They got me. God damn it. My friend. They got me. I just, this is what I get nervous about is because it's like, when I start, like I'm very kind of in the past with technology. I don't need to, I mean, I think I have an iPhone six, seven, maybe. Good. I don't know. I don't need to upgrade because it's just people, they spend their whole entire like two paychecks, three paychecks just to get a new iPhone. It's like $800. I'm like, for what? It's It's bigger. Who the gives a fuck? I can't even fit it in my pants now. Yeah. Yeah. And well, here's the great example. Like we were talking about a minute ago to bring it back to my buddy here, this TCL ship phone. He costs with this, with this uh, case cost delivered under $200. It's an Android operating system. I think it's, 
it's six gig or three gig. I can't remember which one, but it's faster than iPhones. It specs out faster than iPhones. It's got 64 gig of storage. You can download anything from the Android store, the Google store, whatever it's called. Fast as fuck, faster than iPhones, does everything I want, $200. And yet people are like, I'm going to go get the new iPhone for $999. Or now there's the new Fold phones. Who the fuck wants a phone that folds over? It's just literally people, pull, they just want to pull their dick out and wave it around. It's like, look at all the money I got. It's like, nobody cares about your fucking money. What does it do? Does it do any more thing more than my phone? Well, I can watch a bigger screen. Congratulations. What I the no- fuck does that do you? I noticed the door starting to open. I've been using a rental car recently. So I, it's mm-hmm. a, it's just, you just have to have the keys on. You don't need to hit a button or you don't need to go right. into your car and put it in. And you just mm-hmm. tap the button and go like the new cars do. And I'm mm-hmm. so used to the old one. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't even need to take it out of my bag when I go work out. And then when I'm done, I just hop in the car and drive home. But then I get to my door and I'm like, fuck, I need my keys to unlock my door. And then a thought came into my head. Well, if I got an upgraded like door to where I just need the keys near the door and I can go in, I'm like, see, this is how people get fucking killed in the middle of the night. Like you start (laughs) to notice that delicacy starts to open up because the ease of access becomes, oh my God, I never like, you know, I I still have the normal flick light switch, but some people go, Alexa, lights off and the lights fucking turn off. And I'm like, that's where the demon enters because now you're getting, it's not that you're getting lazy. It might be good ease of access if you're an older person that might need that type of thing but use the shit that works man like yeah. it's it's scary because i see that door lead in like i saw more memes about like the wally scenario becoming true when they were doing the metaverse with mark zuckerberg he had that fucking contraption in all those people's heads and then it showed exactly what the wally scene was and it's goddamn similar i was yeah. like oh my god like i'd rather go back i watched a video it was called a street druid and the dude had rats laid on a mat and he was tapping the rats and then he would tap over on the side and the rats would follow where he tapped and he would, the certain raps he would tap would do that. And I'm like, look, you can look at that as a guy who's probably obsessed on drugs, or you can look at that as a visionary that just trained a bunch of fucking street rats to do what exactly what he says. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get the whole automatic light switch. I, I'll be out with a friend or whatever. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to set my temperature in my house. It's like, why, what does that fucking, well, I want it to be warm when I get home. It's like, the fuck cares it's, no. it's too much this is a, just too much this is going to be in my film it's me cold as shit it's 48 degrees outside this morning it was like 40 i'm like it's gonna be me getting into my old ass car fucking fucking turning the heat on and sitting there all that shit because it's right. something people remember you got to remember what that feels like. You have to go through struggle. I swear to God, struggle is the most it creates visionaries, mm-hmm. it creates fucking people that think clearer i was god damn it it was naruto i think i was watching i've been getting into anime again fucking a jesus let me tell you there's a lot of scenes i could turn into a gay porn real fast like the master and the and the in the students sitting back to back eating a popsicle then like to get the little pink lines above their cheeks and then the master gets up because he gets a message and leaves i'm like this could have easily went a completely different direction um but there's like key moments that we talk about you need struggle i was like god damn it you don't want people to go through hard times because it's a horrible situation when you go through them, but you're so much stronger when you come out of that shit. Like I would hate to see a person like Bruce Wayne's family. Like, fuck, I would hate that to happen to somebody, but God damn it. If he didn't become a good fighter, a fucking billionaire, a ladies, man, build a bunch of shit by himself. Like it shows, I mean, I don't want people to have to go through those scenarios, but just like maybe somebody saying no to you once, is that hard enough to create a little bit of struggle in your life? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, 
Yeah. I'm, I don't even have a theory on that. I'm like Bruce Wade's fake. You know, you give, you give most people a lot of money and you get fucking Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Why so. do you hate Elon? I don't hate Elon. I love Elon. I just think that there's He's such too a much... troll. <laughs> you know what? I'm just, you know, I won't get into this whole uh, hatred of social media, but it's um, trolling is just the lowest form of kind of masturbatory entertainment that, that one can have. I don't really understand the turning up the pot anymore just to just to get reactions from people. It's not my thing. I just think he trolls differently because I think people like there was an article about him and Joe Rogan that talked about like their uh, cowards for leaving California. Um, they should have helped rebuild California. And I'm like, a lot of people are expecting them to do things that they don't have to fucking do. Like people just expect Elon to donate his money like Bill Gates and do all these things. And like, why would he? Like, there's no incentive for him to, it's his fucking, like, people just, we've, as a society, we put too much faith in, like, actors and people to be our heroes when it used to be our parents or it used to be uh, superheroes on TV. Now we've established those in our actors. Like, we need Sandra Bullock or we need Jennifer Aniston or we need Matthew McConaughey to talk about taking a vaccine. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking hear that from you. I'm just saying, but people need something to believe in. And I think the easiest thing to believe in will be yourself. But a lot of people just want to model their success off of some billionaire. And I don't think that's like, I'm surprised people accept Gary V for who he is. I would fucking think society should reject him on the aspect of he's a cocky shit. I mean, he might be a nice guy, but everything I've seen with him is like, well, it's because you're fucking lazy. It's like, dude, the hustle mentality works to a point when if you're really lazy, but people that are actually doing things out there in this world that just don't have a good roll of the dice. I mean, right. a lot of the society about how people succeed is fucking luck, in my opinion. You're not wrong. And I've met people that have worked. Uh, I've I have a small business I've been running for 20 some years. I've been doing that on the side of working full time at times. So yeah, I've, I've worked creating the best goddamn horse game I've ever seen. That's right. No, it's, it's been a thing. So I put in a lot of work. I get some money out of it. I don't get as much probably as the work I put in, but that's all right. It's a passion. And I had fun with it. I know a lot of people that worked harder than me, just as hard as me that didn't make any money. I know a lot of people that didn't work very hard and fucking fell ass into something. Uh, there are people I, try to use the term uh they got lucky but a lot of those people made their own luck they put themselves in the right situation at the right time technically you could even argue people that win the lottery they put themselves in the situation to win the lottery you can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket yes it's a stupid analogy because it's complete luck but you know what if you don't buy a lottery ticket you're never going to win the fucking lottery so in a way people make their own luck and some people do get lucky and some people don't i think the the biggest problem I have. And it's not a problem with Elon Musk. And it's not a problem with rich people in general. And I I know last podcast, I probably ranted too much about the, the ills of things that I probably don't know enough about to really ramble about. But I can say this. And you were just talking about people getting a bad roll of the dice. That's the one thing that really troubles me. If someone that maybe, maybe they have a great job, maybe they're making great money, and suddenly there's an illness and they can't work anymore. And now they don't have the insurance anymore and they have to pay medical bills or it's not covered. And next thing you know, you had somebody that worked hard their entire life. And suddenly because of a bad medical event that they may or may not have any control over, and we'll just use in the case where they don't in this case, maybe it's their child uh, that was born with a deficiency or an ailment. And of course, you're going to give all your money to that. And you went from being completely successful and setting up a nice retirement to literally living hand to mouth. 
And it's the unfortunate way that we could talk about the way that the United States takes care of uh, their medical needs and things like that. See, I'll try I, not to get I, too I, deep. I don't know that. if I would agree with you on that one on the aspect of I used to think that I would be like, yeah, the government should fucking give you free health care. Should this. But then my buddy put in a perspective. He goes, yeah, but if they give you free health care and you have to sue them, um, they gave you free health care in the first place. There's no discourse for that. And I experienced that firsthand with John Hopkins, where I did win my court case. I had no fucking help for a year and a half, actually still going on three years now dealing with this issue that I have, but I finally got my medical insurance, but it was a almost a year and a half process to get it. They, it was free. So there was no fucking you're at the top of the charts because they were helping me out in the first place. I was just asking for this type of thing that I did qualify for. And I was like, I just think there's, there needs to be better verification in oh. certain systems, I think we, I don't want, I don't think the government should have as much power as they do, but I don't think we should be without. Um, I just but, think there needs to be, there needs to be some type of, I guess, discourse with people where we can get to a point where we're not stabbing each other over the dumbest shit. Like it's, well, I'm not talking about stabbing. I'm talking about childhood cancer and things. What do you do? I mean, really, what do you do if, if your insurance isn't going to cover it? If you run into an event where you did work and you, you can't work suddenly because your company, you have to work so many hours a week and then suddenly you can't. And now you were financially crippled because of it. And you know, see a homeless guy and you may think to yourself, well, he's just a lazy piece of shit. And the truth is he may have, he may have been the hardest working guy, but he ran into a, a problem. And you can't always go back and get the job you had before. Some, some of those jobs don't exist. And sometimes you get so much into debt. Debt is crippling. And that's the thing as the United States- School debt. school debt, school debt, not only school debt is school debt's the prime example, because a lot of people that get degrees will never get their money back. And we could make an argument about, well, they should have picked a better degree. But let's not even even on that is payday lenders exist for a reason. It's a shitty, shitty way to make a dime for a person to, to own a payday lender. But in actuality, they wouldn't exist if people didn't need that assistance. And they charge crazy amounts of money and similar to credit cards. They'll give you a great rate as long as you pay it off and you'll even get cash back as long as you pay it off every month. But if you get behind, you're going to get butt fucked. And it's just really uh, this kind of cascading effect of unfortunate, uh, unfortunate things happen. And when one unfortunate thing happens to a person financially because of high interest rates, things of that nature, they can't dig themselves out of it oftentimes. And then they'll go into bankruptcy. Well, once you go into bankruptcy, you can't even necessarily get a good job. Now you can't get a job. You can't. So literally you're living, hopefully if you're lucky, at least nowadays, fast food's paying better than it's ever paid. My son works for $15 an hour and he's 16 years old. He's actually saved quite a bit of money now for 16 year old. He's doing good shit, but it's hard to have. If you have a family, you can't recover from that. Should the government help you in that situation? Eh, you know, this comes down to a question of how much money, and but this goes back to Elon Musk, and should he help people? How much money is too much? You live in the United States, you've made a decision to, uh, to plant your flag here. Uh, you moved to Texas from California for no other reason, and Rogan did it, and you see a lot of people moving into Tennessee and a lot of people moving into Texas. The primary reason is because they have no state income tax. California has one of the highest state income taxes. Could be mistaken on that. If I am, people can fucking correct me. I do know Tennessee has no state income tax. I'm about 99.7% sure Texas has no state income tax. So now you're just talking. Huh? It's the Lone Star State. It doesn't have to have income tax. Okay. <laughs> but Florida's the same way. So you're seeing a lot of people that want to dodge taxes. Do I blame them? No. 
I do not blame them because that's the way things have been set up. Should things be set up that way? That's a different question. I can tell you firsthand that the roads in Tennessee suck fucking ass. Okay. Yeah. You see where our tax dollars go? They don't because we don't have a state income tax and our roads look like shit. I'll say we have taxes in Maryland and our roads look like you like huge. That's why my windshield's fucking crack. Like <laughs> that's it's, it's, it, it used to be a small little one. Now it's gone completely across the board because the roads are that much shit. But I, I, I just, I don't, we the tax thing i guess it's different perspective because i like over here we have the state tax and everything but it doesn't fucking go to the things you would think that they say that they fix yeah like that infrastructure I, bill there was four less than four percent of that that was supposed to go to fixing roadways but on the top of the bill it says roads and i'm like i just there needs to be a better I, assortment of like issues that need to be core fix i think it should start I, with our education systems i mean i you couldn't be more right there our education systems are shit in Tennessee, they bitch all the time about uh, we can't get teachers, we can't get bus drivers. And then at the same time, they're like, why can't we get a bus driver? I'm like, you can't get a bus driver because you're paying $18 an hour, but you're only paying them when they drive. So they're sitting out there waiting. They have to go get a bus. They have to drive it there. They have to set and wait. Now they're getting paid to drive an hour or two. When they spent five or six hours of their time working part-time, they don't get any benefits. They don't get any insurance. It's a fucking shit job. If you want to pay, if you want to have bus drivers, it's supply and demand. Pay a salary that will drive people to go drive those buses and say, hey, this is worth my time and effort. And they don't want to do it. Similar with a lot of teachers. They don't want to pay teachers and they want to bitch about the school not having teachers. It's supply and demand. And now that's why you see a lot of people, day laborers and things, they can demand more money than they used to. We can try to get somebody to our house to do things that literally people would fall all over themselves to do if I need a repair done. Used to, I could I could throw a rock and hit 27 people to do it. Now you have to wait weeks or months or they'll call back and say, you know what? I got a better gig. I'm making more money over here. People are actually taking into account supply and demand and their worth. And that's why you're seeing fast food places have to pay so much for employees. People are walking away from it. They're like, it's not worth my time and effort to go worth that job for 875 an hour. And then the other because I can barely get there and back home. Yeah. And then the other people complain about there's no effort getting put into work anymore. I just like, I think you should low, to be honest, I don't think it should be $18 an hour. Like it is over here to earn minimum wage. I don't think it should be 15. I think it should be enough to survive, but I don't think the cost of living should be so goddamn high. Yeah. Also at the same time, I think you should give everyone the valuable opportunities to go after something that they want to go after. Now, here's what I started to notice is that during this pandemic, the huge giant push for was be your own entrepreneur. You're going to mm -hmm. be your own make starter. You can do whatever you want. Start your own business and make fucking sourdough bread and sell it online. I don't care. The world is open to be an entrepreneur. It's always been like that. It's always said they were open for entrepreneurs. Then people did it, then failed. And then they went back like, maybe it wasn't cut out for me. No, it's because the corporations own the market. The disguise is that you can succeed in it. The real way it works is not, it's not how it works. I know plenty of people are like, it's just, I can't, there's no, it's fuck. It would dig me in the fucking hole. And he goes, yeah, because they make it so goddamn hard for you to be successful in it. The disguise, yeah. just like this nation is disguised as a mental health nation. We're pro mental health. They don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> That's the thing is I started to notice and I've, I've been hitting this level where I'm like, I think it just needs to be more open opportunities for people, which is the aspect of like, not that, oh, you can go get a job right down the street or oh, there's jobs everywhere. Job that you want. I don't think we base so many things like Ben Shapiro, I think said it best in a, a podcast. I was listening to him. 
He said he doesn't look at a college resume when he hires people for his show. He just looks at people that are passionate about the actual pathway that they're going to be hired for. And I've said that for the longest time as well, too. If you hire someone who's passionate about the thing, despite what their degree is compared to someone who has the highest degree for it, they might be more certified. But that person's going to do more background training in it when he goes home, when he gets off work. He's going to spend his free time looking into those types of things. You, for instance, might not work for Activision or Blizzard or any of these giant corporations that make a gaming company but you love the game that you create you like working on it you keep doing it that's someone i want to fucking hire someone that i know cares about what he's fucking doing rather than someone that goes i got the degree for it. you're gonna hire me i'm best fit well the dirty secret about that too about companies and they won't tell you this even though it exists is they're hiring people now without college degrees and they're smart about it because the exact same thing is that you can find somebody just as qualified without a college degree as you can with one Similar to you find somebody with a bachelor's degree that's just as qualified or more qualified than someone that has a master's degree. But when they come in and they ask for a salary, it sure helps the company when you don't have that fucking high school degree because now you're paying them 20% less and you cap their ceiling. And now you go, oh, okay, well, this is as far as I'm ever going to get you. You may not tell that to them and they may be, there's always the one. You always hear about the success story. Like you said, Though it's a roll of the dice sometimes. Sometimes you fall ass into something perfect, and sometimes you work your ass off and don't fall into something great at all. And companies do that. Companies love, they love to have the guy with the bachelor's degree that doesn't fit the mold because they're like, oh, this guy works his ass off and he does all these things. But we don't have to worry about ever taking him up to manager. He's he's a fucking slot puller. You know, he's the guy that gets the work done. While, I, while we've got the manager with the master's degree or the CPA, that's a degree that they fucking love at uh, particularly hospitals, a hospital company I work for that will remain nameless, is that they used to love hiring their CPAs. It's like, do you know what a CPA does? They're certified public accountant. They learned how to fucking move numbers from one side of a ledger to another. Some of them are dumb as fuck, the fucking box of roxes. Fox, fox, box, box of fox, whatever. They're fucking stupid, okay? Foxy boxes. But, fox, hey, that boxy boxing, nothing wrong with that but they're not very intelligent people, but they put themselves in a situation. They love to tell you how to fucking work an Excel spreadsheet and they want to see it in Excel because they don't have any fucking technical skill. They want to be able to hit their button and fucking see the numbers. And really it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, but they're the ones getting paid the money while the people underneath are, are doing the shit. And this is what I love about if there's a good that came out of the quote unquote pandemic, it's the fact that tech people started working more from home. They're not going back in the office, buddy. They're fucking the company. They're not fucking the company, but they fucking took it by hand. I can tell you firsthand of, and I know a lot of tech people, nobody's going back in the office. And the ones they tried to get to go back in the office, they left their current fucking position and went somewhere else because they realized they had the fucking power. That scares the shit. And this is why you see companies to this day, the first thing they push, it's old white guys being old white guys. First thing they push is they want you back in the office. They want to start it with a few days a week. Why? Because they realized middle managers don't necessarily do a whole lot sometimes. They fucking, they manage people. But when you get guys, like you said, a guy that has a passion, a guy that's going to do his job anyway, he's going to learn on the outside. He doesn't need a manager 98% of the time. He needs to know where HR is in case he needs to check something out. He might need a little direction here or there, but he doesn't need a manager managing him. Those hour meetings that you'd have every week or whatever with your manager, how are things going? It's just a bunch of shit. So, but tech guys, particularly guys who do IT work, they're not going back. They said, fuck it. They're going to be the last ones to go back to the office. But I guarantee you, you'll see it. Give it another couple of years as 
if as this uh, pandemic turns into an endemic, and no matter how it resolves itself, uh, if assuming that a, a strain doesn't come along and just wipe out 20% of the population, you're going to see the companies driving people back. Why? Because the CEOs love their middle management. They love to tell they love to tell middle managers what to do. Middle managers love to tell their fucking you know their would, underlings what to do. It's I, a would, thing. I would much rather have well, it's like the power pyramid, which is just people below other people that are below other people, and there's always one person mm-hmm. that reigns supreme. It's kind of like a um a wealth oligarchy, which is just yeah. people that are benefiting off of whatever they possibly can, no matter who it affects. I just it's it's forgot my train of thought. Um, <laughs> Starting off with something that was going down something. <laughs> down I the hole. I think um, people have a lot more power than they realize, but there's also like these false narratives that get spread out there as well, too, which is people that try and protest saying, if we all stop working, then they'll have to pay us more. And then all of them stop working, then they just hire new fucking people. And now you've just cut all these <laughs> people out of their lives. Very few times a protest actually goes successful. One that no one talks about because it didn't get highlighted more than a day in the news that actually went on for weeks was the Kellogg strike successful as shit the lady came on the ceo whoever was lied her fucking ass off said our (laughs) employees get paid one hundred and twenty six thousand dollars per year and they get this amount of vacation time and everyone's like those fucking numbers don't add up you know notice she said the average salary which is a little bit different than the median salary so it's it's very, very tricky. I just think it's always kind of been like this, but I think the weirdest time is that social media and the good part about it, besides just how toxic, just common conversations can be a lot of aspects of things when it comes to competitiveness, which is just where it's a competitive nature society has been built upon. That's where it stems from is that it used to be like, no fun. Like, hey, we're going to see this podcast and get more listens by the end of the month. And then later it becomes, fuck you, fuck you, and then fuck you. And that's what it became to. And that you, you yeah. see that with like Scrubs, the show. They were showing the surgery, who can do the fastest surgery times and all this type of stuff. And it's like escalating over people's fucking – nobody would take a case on so, certain aspects. Like that person has cancer. That's a death wish. I'm not going to dig my hands into that record. Then I'll have a, a blemish on my record. It's fucking weird like that. But you start to notice – really the true aspects about people isn't necessarily the competitiveness, but it's, there's a caring need for it there, but it only when it affects you. And I think that's what the issue is, is that you got to extend that grasp a little bit farther. I'm not trying to be like this person's like, everyone needs to sit together and, you know, Gandhi, all this, that's not going to fucking happen. But there's a sense of when you got to see where it's going to end up leading to when they start doing this here, it's going to lead down to there. Then it's going to lead farther and farther and farther. The goalpost does not stop moving. It's the biggest thing that, that scared me with the, like the metaverse shit, mostly with the um, whistleblower that was going against Mark Zuckerberg. Government sanctioned, by the way, that's a government fucking employee. She was verified two days after creating her account with over 800,000 followers when I have never seen that fucking woman before. So like, it's kind of like Gabby Petito, like everyone has these conspiracies that it was all like a thing. I was like, yeah, I have never heard of She was an influencer for fucking what shoes or something where I never saw her fucking face. Like you get to this point where you start realizing that there's power grasp and power control things. And that's kind of what happens is like, they always blame Biden, blame everything on Biden. You can't blame the fucking president. This has been an issue digging up from the fucking root of this fucking start of this shit. It's because it's always been more profitable to have power and the more power you have, the more profit you get more profit, more money. It keeps fucking going and going and going. My idea is if you're famous and you have like a high level of fame, like a Robert Downey Jr. Whoever you should, you should have money to be able to survive, but you should not have more than your means. 
because it i think that's two realms of power that can't be handled properly that's you either have money no fame fame no money i i don't know how this works but there's an era of like these two things are one of the hardest to control you see that with elvis elvis in my heart is probably the gateway for fame for every person to watch what he did and do the fucking opposite that man went through every single fucking pothole, trip hole, drugs, alcohol that people are still doing today. He did it before everybody. He watched his manager that wouldn't let him go overseas because of the fucking of fear that he was going to leave and never want to come back. The man died on a goddamn toilet. There's shit that happens today that people are doing that are the same steps. You see what child stars, what their fucking life have become. I think the only person who's really, I guess, effectively made it out of it. I would say Miley Cyrus, and that's an if, maybe. She has her moments. But Macaulay Culkin got addicted to heroin. Now he's clean, and now he's doing filming again. You have your bad rabbit holes that go down with this fame aspect, and it's because nobody understands this roadmap. And I think the best roadmap for someone that you can really kind of look at is Elvis. You can look at the way he went through things. You can look at all the stars that have done it before you, but nobody cares about them once they start getting their own fame then they have to be the influence. They have to be the visionary. And it's you fall in the same fucking rabbit holes. It's so hard because you get like a weird tunnel vision with it. And I think, I don't know, there's there's a way to understand it better or make it effective or make it so much to where I guess people don't lose their fucking minds, but it's just the idea of power. It's how we got into the situations that we're in. People start getting a little bit of fame. I've seen it with podcast guests I've had on. I, I'll <laughs> message them to do the podcast again. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm doing bigger things now. It's like, what do you mean bigger fucking thing? I thought we were like guest friends, I guess, conversation buddies. And they were like, no, nah, yeah. man, I'm interviewing real celebrities. I'm interviewing Chuck Liddell. I'm interviewing this. I'm like, well, who gives a fuck? What, are, you, are you doing it just for the views? And that's what you see. And that's what a lot of the podcasting realm is about getting views, which is a prime fun thing to do. But it's all about numbers. It's all about who am I better at? Podmatch, Podbean, all these fucking people that give you charts every new weekly newsletter, all because you retweet their shit. They'll just put your name up at the top just so who can be number one. It's not yeah. healthy competition. It's never yeah. been healthy competition in that aspect because they can do it's all basis on comparisons. What does this person got that makes them better than me? Me, I don't have fucking time to deal with it all. I'm doing this for my own love and gain. I think that's what people need to start appreciating more. And I think the reason why I respect like a Joe Rogan so much is not because of the things that he says. It's because after talking with so many people, I fucking get it. I get the different perspectives. I get the understanding of like why I've watched him change from a hundred to where he's at now. Why I've watched myself change from a hundred to where I'm at now. I don't have any stern beliefs that I'm not willing to hear somebody out. And I think it's like that opening the third eye or just opening up your mind. Everyone has that ability to, but a lot of people don't break out of their fucking social groups. Well, most people don't have that ability. That's where we're going to disagree. Uh, I've been in conversations on podcasts with people before and they, it's a media thing. Like you said, it stems from power. It's not Biden's fault. It's not Trump's fault before him. It's not Obama's fault before him. And it's, it, it's not Bush's fault. It goes back literally before our country was founded and it's power and it's sway of trying to get people to do almost uh, cannibalize people against each other to kind of go, go above the fray. And, and that's, that's what it is. And you were just talking about podcasters, uh, fighting each other and trying to get on charts. It doesn't fucking matter. 
just stupid. And, but some people don't have an ability to see literally they think they do. And I think that's the unfortunate thing is you'll be in a conversation with somebody one day and then you'll talk to them a different time. And because their perspective changed because they had money, they were always that person. They just wanted to sound like a good person. But then once they get some money or, or some fame, they're, they're like, Oh, fuck, you don't matter because you're beneath me, you know? But when they were in that position, they, they always felt that way. They wanted to get to that point. They, they didn't change. And and they were always kind of had that, that rotten core. They just did a better job of hiding it. And, um, but yeah, some people won't change their opinion one way or the other, regardless of, of the amount of information and amount of fact you present with them. And the term alternative facts was something that was literally 20 years ago would be laughed at. And yet it's being thrown around, you know, as, as a real term, as something that people, people embrace. And, you know, and I think we may have talked about this before and I won't go down, I won't go down Pee-wee, that rabbit hole. Because Pee Wee yeah. would be, wouldn't be arrested if he was caught today, but back no, then it was. No, alternate facts, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. People, people are going to, alternate facts are a real thing. Now there are websites devoted to it. And, and when you'll get on social media and you'll see some of the shit people share, I don't have the list, but about, I guess it's been about 10 years ago, maybe not quite that long, but I think it's 2014. I posted on my social media because it was when, uh, misinformation, maybe in 2012, but when misinformation really started to take hold and people didn't, people weren't paying attention yet. People just Nowadays, at least, I think people are savvy. They just don't care anymore. But yeah, if you get if you see a link to a website, usually if it has the word liberal, conservative, freedom, and, or anything like that in it, that's usually a red flag that something's wrong with the site. If it doesn't end in a .com, probably something wrong. You might get by with some .orgs. If you get on there and you start Fuck, seeing- my site's a .org. <laughs> you can get by with a .org. You can't get by with a .net. And especially if you've got like a .ru or something, fucking just give .info, .all shit, fuck all that shit. But then you go a little further, a little further down. And if you go to a website of anything, if you're getting your information from a site where you start seeing ads that go something like, um, and then she pulled back the curtain and this happened, or you, know, you can't believe the seven things that will give you, uh, give you a happier life. If you start seeing advertisements that are clickbait, right on the same site that you're getting your news and information from, you need to start questioning your sources. That's, that's the big trick. If you're going to a site whose idea is to simply, if you agree with something too much, it's probably wrong to begin with. That's, that's the truth. If you're agreeing with news too much, it's probably wrong. And to this day, I still open up when I go searching I'm opening up Reuters. I'm opening up Bloomberg, even though it's very financial related. They don't give a shit if you're conservative or liberal because all they care about is fucking money. I go ahead and get on CNN and Fox and I, I watch those two battle it out. I yeah, the hill. hill. But what you try to do is you try to get you try to get places you know we're going to lean too far one way and know we're going to lean too far another way. And then you try to get the sources in the middle and you try to have to see where they all get. But if you even read one, if you read one source, even if you believe that source, it's easy. Like Newsweek went from being a relatively efficient and effective source of news for years. Well, they got bought and now they're, and I'm sure somebody will get on to me about this, but we'll just say they've turned super conservative. And it's not just a conservative thing, but when you get an ownership change and the the idea can, can sway quickly and it can sway right under your feet. You can get washed away in it without even know for to a liberal perspective or for conservative perspective, 
too far one direction. And like you said, I think the most important thing is, is to, is to listen. I don't know everything. I think that's the thing that, that cracks me up on social media. People will be like, they want to talk about what's happening in Israel or something. It's like, you didn't fucking give a shit about Israel two weeks ago. And now you're fucking, you're a scholar. That shit's you been know? going on for like 15 something years. Yeah. You know, people are giving me vaccine information. These are the same people that in high school joked about never needing algebra or joked in my neighborhood about never needing algebra. And now they're fucking trying to read papers by professionals, by PhDs and by doctors, either confirming or denying. That term a, peer reviewed doesn't mean jack shit. I'm just throwing that out there. I've seen it depends so many on the people, peers. I've seen it depends so many on people the peer. put that fucking peer. It's peer reviewed. I'm like, check who the fuck wrote it. I guarantee you I could search his ass up. He's probably got a Florida fucking reference. But it does depend on the peer. And just because somebody's a doctor, you shouldn't trust them. Just because somebody's a PhD, they're fucking stupid PhDs too. PhDs that have agendas and don't have a goddamn like a sense. However, when you start, yeah, when you when you start believing the majority of things, when you get different frames of reference and you keep going back and you keep hearing the same thing, there's usually a grain of truth as long as it has, uh, as long as you're getting your sources from different places, as long as you don't drink from the same well repeatedly. And I think that's where you're lucky. I don't, at least from what I've seen, is you don't bring on people that that fall in one perspective or another. You bring on people with differing opinions, and that's okay. I I feel I think the thing is is I'm more conservative than you probably think I am, and I agree. I think there should be. Uh, I'm not against taxes, and I think in places there should be more taxes. But to come back to what you were saying, is that if there is not a good way to audit where those tax that tax money is going, and I think that's where super conservatives hate taxes so much. I don't even think they hate the tax as much as they hate the fact they feel like they're out of control of their money and they don't trust people that are getting the tax money to spend it wisely on this nation or on their community. And there's, there's a happy medium somewhere in between. I think that's the thing is there really is a happy medium that I think 90% of people could agree on if you put them in a room and stripped out all the bullshit. And like you said, stripped away power and you know, middle management and things and really got down to the nuts and bolts of what do we need as a society? Who do we need to help as a society? Can't we, even if you're super liberal, super conservative, there's still an area in between that we can agree on that we can do good as a nation instead of just setting and fucking throwing stones at each other and bitching about each other's ideas. I've been, I probably would side with libertarian, but I have problem with libertarians. I have problem with all sides. I just have sure one, do. I, one do little, I just have <laughs> one little small issue that like, it's like everyone's so confined to their position. They can't take the time to listen. Some, not all. I'm just saying some, um, no. mostly the vocal ones. Like I had a guy on here tell me that the lab wasn't real. Like I'm a conspiracy theorist for even suggesting that I was like, you notice how that fucking narrative changed when Trump got out of office. You notice how <laughs> they started researching into that. And then the same site that I see him retweeting articles for he won't retweet the one about the NIH did prove that they did fund it, but they changed the definition of gain of function research. And I was like, what about that shit? And he, ignore it. Block me. Get it. Get, like, I just look at it like that's what I don't understand is like you don't want to be wrong. You'll double down. That's what our news does. I think for the longest time, the world thought like they would come to the government like, where's the button? It's like, what button? The button that clears everything. It makes everything better. Press the button. And then there was really no button. But everyone kind of like the media was teaming up with the, the the government, whatever you want to call it. 
kind of distorting this perception that there is a button. Then everyone saw through the media and the media kind of doubled down on a lot of aspects. I've never seen more clarity, at least in these glimpses and moments about media just kind of having biases and all these types of things. We've talked about it. There's been stereotypes about it, but it's like the Catholic Church. There were stereotypes about that motherfucking thing for a long time. And then people are like, wait, it's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Thank you for noticing fucking 100 something years later. But the media, for instance, everyone's starting to notice like, oh, they are having a really weird view. I'll turn on CNN and Fox at my, at my work when I'm on the elliptical or something. I see two TVs right above my head, both talking about Kyle Rittenhouse in different fucking ways, different mm-hmm. sides of things, different spinning. But every time they change a the subject, they both change a fucking subject. I've never seen more divisiveness over the fucking just even I think we change the idea of professionalism with the correct answer like i don't i still have i've talked to a lot of academics and i can tell you that one academic will talk shit on this academic this academic will talk shit on that academic everyone's got different viewpoints and different sides on types of things but i guarantee you i look up on academia.com or something i type in flat earth there's a person telling you all about how the flat earth exists and then there's a person right below and it's telling you god would never create a flat earth it's all about religion and i'm like i start to go like i think you need to question anything that's like peer review, anything on that concept of stuff. But there's a lot of people that get the wrong information and they do run with it. That is with vaccine information. That is with a lot of other things as well there too. But you want to know what's weird is that if I told you I just beat cancer, you go, oh my God, that's awesome. How'd you do it? I ate a banana a day. You're like, well, fucking good to you, man. And then there was a study that showed that, yes, it did cure my cancer. You would be happy. You didn't give a fuck what I took. Why is that not the same thing with COVID? Why does everyone turn it into a goddamn religion where it's like, you took that, you're a piece of shit, you're a fucking this, you're a mine. It's like, what the hell does that even do? Eat, beat it, get the fuck over it. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I've had a buddy who, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he was on here, Ben, he had COVID. And then on his last day of COVID, he had a heart attack. He had to go shit. get surgery. He's luckily okay, perf- perfectly fine now. But he yeah. s- works out every day supplement guy, all these types of things. He took care of his body and stuff like that. But people like he was vaccinated too. So it was like, you start getting to this point where it's, it's not about sides on this aspect. You should just be happy if someone gets through something like that. Like that's where we need to go back to. That used to happen all the time. People AIDS, anything you were caring for other people. It wasn't about like, we need to put these people in a fucking thing and burn them. There was none of that, but that's what it's became with this kind of was a lot of that. With well, people were afraid to get near people with AIDS. I know. Magic yeah, it was it was a whole thing. There were there were news news uh, talking heads, and I won't dox anybody. You can look it up. But they would literally start reading out people that died of AIDS on the radio show, pretty Jesus much being, "Haha, look, yeah, it's a thing. Go look it up." So yeah, I'm old enough to remember a lot of that. Who led the charge? Not. Fauci did. <laughs> Check that. But I saw a young picture of him. I was like, "God damn, he's everywhere." Elf on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's a it's a thing. And so people haven't changed. I think that's the thing. I think that it seems like people have changed. I think that social media empowers people to think and believe to to spew things, because at least if someone was spewing things, the only people you'd hear spew is if somebody had a radio show back in the 80s or 90s. Once the Internet came along, people started becoming, hey, look, I've got Facebook. And then Facebook's going to engineer, first off, they're going to engineer to what you like and agree with. And then secondly, you're going to get your friends. And then I think that's the unfortunate thing is that my friends, people that 
I've known and trusted and went to college with, and they share some of the dumbest shit. And they've just, it's really, like you said, it's become a competition. It's become a side. I have to be on this side or I have to be on this side. I don't fuck with Facebook anymore. I, th- I find Facebook to be God awful. Uh, Truthfully, almost all social media is. I like Twitter because you can get news almost in real time, but I don't have a personal Twitter account and I don't post a whole bunch of fucking political opinion on Twitter, but it is good. We were talking about getting news. It's good to go to Twitter. And if nothing else, it's it's good to know that there are people out there, whether you agree or disagree with them, there are people out there that honestly 100% believe this shit they're saying. And it's good to understand that. And it's good to try to understand where they're coming from. And, you know, as far as people are going to make the decision on their vaccination, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got my booster recently. I know some people that refuse to get it. You know, you're talking about somebody that was vaccinated and died. Well, there's plenty of people that weren't vaccinated and they died, but it turns into one of those, you know, there are people love to shit on the earth. I think they didn't die, but had a heart yeah, attack. Ben didn't die. But yes, sorry. But, um, but yeah, there are people that, like you said, they want to shit. They they will go jump through every fucking hoop possible. See, this guy got a vaccination and three days later he died. And then they're going to be, it's like, okay, so you're pretty much, you know, you take whatever you believe is working for you and somebody dies from that. And then the vaccination side that's laughing at you for taking whatever it is. You know, I just I don't think be- you should be forced to take something you might not feel comfortable with. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm, I would say thing. this. I This is where... I won't say I disagree with you and I won't say I agree with you. I think COVID being COVID's different than a lot of, of diseases. What makes COVID so dangerous isn't the fact that in and of itself, it's dangerous. Don't get me wrong. I do know hundreds of thousands of people have died, but could you imagine if it were just a little more effective at killing people? And there are plenty of diseases that are and have been. Now, if we get to a point that this were to morph and say 10% of people that catch COVID die of COVID, I might start thinking that you had to vaccinate everybody because then it becomes a legit serious COVID. What made COVID so dangerous is how fast and how easy it was to transmit. But, but a what, lot of people recover just fine. What about the concept of if you have it and you can't be affected by it, then what about the people that don't have it? If they die, that's not, that's not your problem. It kind of is my problem because my family could catch it. Even if you're vaccinated, like we were talking about, again, this goes to the whole but there's some yeah, you people spread it the same though too there are literally some people that can't take vaccinations due to health yeah i have family members that are like that too yeah. but i I, and just, we, I i think like for me for instance everyone in my family has gotten covid and i've been around them i've been around people at yeah. work that have gotten covid i've never got covid mm-hmm. i'm not vaccinated right and you could have actually gotten covid and not known it it could have been asymptomatic and some people cure. get covid yeah some people get I'm covid and it doesn't bother them at all and some of them recover perfectly fine i am legend everybody suck on my wrist (laughs) but i i think that's the thing is i'm not as especially now given as again we can discuss the effectiveness of vaccines and things i prefer not i don't i don't want to but i also no i don't i don't don't think it's microchip shitty i don't think that either i just no I'll, i'll i'll say this i think they work otherwise i wouldn't have them you think you may or may not think they work regardless somewhere in between I am at a point now, particularly now that I'm vaccinated. Tell me it came from that fucking lab. I'll let you go right into the fucking tricep with it. <laughs> but but um, I am at a point now, particularly, as I've done everything to protect myself and my family that I can think of. I believe the vaccines to be effective. And I'm at a point now, particularly, if someone doesn't want to take the vaccine, that's pretty much, especially this vaccine and given the 
non-effective nature of the COVID disease. Again, it's effective in transmitting, but not effective necessarily at killing people. It's, it's not, it's danger is in the fact that it kills some people, but if almost everybody's going to get it because it is such an effective transmitting disease, even though it's not effective at killing people. I think that if we turn that up though, and we get a point, let's say that COVID becomes where it kills 10% of people say that the, the transforms into something. Now, by the time it gets to there, hopefully it never does. But if it ever got to that point, our current vaccines probably wouldn't be that effective anyway. Yeah. But if, if things get to a point that if, if this is an, imagine if it's an Ebola situation, but it spreads like COVID. People have and, only ever cared about themselves. Why is it so different now? I think that's the thing. People shouldn't only care about themselves. People should care about their. Yeah. I mean, but our, why is this an exception is because a lot of people, again, it, was, it was sales pitch wrong, man. The beginning of this thing was sales pitch. hundred. Yeah. It made it seem like every third person was going to fucking die. Well, I, I can say this about the sales pitch too. Okay. And this is where age probably matters a little bit is that I'm 50 and I can say living through 50. This is the first time any, anything's been like this in as far as, a disease as Fauci well as did it with the AIDS media. epidemic as well too. The he AIDS also, epidemic did he not, talked about everybody was going. There's an interview with Kerry Mullis, the guy who invented the PCR test. It's two and a half hours long. In 1993, he talks about this and he says some strong words about Fauci. He doesn't know anything about science, is what he calls. I'm not saying Fauci doesn't because obviously he has yeah. degrees, but I'm saying on a concert of I've seen the old interviews with him talking on late night shows and talking about AIDS where he's like, you need to do yeah. all this type of stuff to protect because this might affect everyone. It might affect your kids. Yeah. He scared the shit just like he did during the pandemic. Well, the difference was, was we saw a lot of people dying immediately that literally were, how did you, like, uh, I was in a room with that person. When people were dying of AIDS, it was pretty easy to say, yeah, I had unprotected sex with that person. Yes. And now I died and this person died and it was easy to track. So I'm not worried about walking into Kroger and somebody falling with their dick and, and landing in my ass. Just not what I'm concerned about. Okay. Well, at the start, they didn't know that it was just sexually, sexually transmitted disease, but quickly they figured it out. And they, you can only scare somebody so much. We can, you can yell, the sky is falling. You can say the sky is falling, the sky is falling. But if you don't see the sky falling and the only people that are getting, you hang out, you're not getting AIDS. So you, you may be protected. You may protect yourself, but it still was a very small subset. COVID was spreading quickly. And the reason COVID was dangerous, it, and this is why COVID was so dangerous early on. First off, they didn't know how to treat it. They've gotten better at treating the symptoms. They had no idea. Secondly, and this is why it was so dangerous or why it seemed so dangerous at first was because it was happening pretty much at the coast because that's where it came in. You look at it, particularly New York, because that's one of the biggest airports in the United States. People were coming in and it was spreading like wildfire in New York. Their hospital system was overloaded and they didn't know how to treat it anyway. And that's when you saw the COVID rates of death go up in the United States, even when vaccines and things of that nature were effective. You know, Again, we could argue that point, but I don't want to. But at the same time, it was because hospitals were overloaded and people couldn't get care. And then now people are dying because wards were full. And then people that may have a different ailment, they can't even get an emergency room. Yeah, the so amount the, of people becomes, dying on respirators too, before they knew that was a bad idea to put them on there. And right. So the N95 thing where they were saying, don't get N95 masks because they wanted to save it for yeah. more of the healthcare work. Yeah. And that I, I believe 100% they did. And again, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but I, when I heard that and they're like, yeah, healthcare workers wear it. Other people shouldn't get it. I was like, well, that came well, of out of Fauci's. That came out of Fauci's yeah. mouth as he talked about. Well, I'm that's not right. Yeah. Have I said one nice thing about Fauci? No, no. I don't really. Again, it, things change quickly, and 
dynamics change, and especially in a situation like COVID, it was such a unique experience. Had never really, I mean, I guess the polio vaccine was about as, as what it was, but it, it wasn't even like this. So admittedly, the spread rate of COVID spread like wildfire, and we realized that quickly. Were mistakes made? Yeah. Fucking A, mistakes were made. But it's easy, just like anything in hindsight, just like we were talking about washing our hands back to that. Um, when people wash their hands before childbirth, it makes fucking all the sense in the world. It's common sense now. But that guy used to get laughed out of the fucking delivery room. People wouldn't do it. Doctors would be like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But over time, that he, he was proven right. It's easy to look back and go, yeah, all those doctors that were laughing at him, they're fucking idiots. They weren't idiots. They were living in a time and a place, and they took new information that was being presented to them, and they, you know, again, they should, you could try something that was, was but it may be different. He could have said, you know what? Smearing shit all over your hands works. Of course, that sounds like a dumb idea, but what if they found out it did? I mean, who knew? Who knew that we could uh, penicillin from mold? Who fucking knew that that was going to be a thing that actually worked? I'm sure I, when that fucking came around, it was, it was laughable. I, I don't, like I said, I'm not distrusting it. I'm not saying vaccines aren't that. I'm not saying that this one isn't that either. I just don't like <laughs> the aspect of trying to say that you are going to do this. Yeah. And that's that's what I don't like is that it would be a double standard if I said that I oh that can be allowed, but then everything else can't. I'm pro people making the decisions and taking whatever risk that they because they're the they're the person in charge of their life. I'm not there. I can't do that. That's what my whole stance is when it was yeah. started to be forced in some aspects of things is when I was starting to be like, now, this is very, very weird. You saw a lot of people, my buddy, for instance, working six years for a company is going to have to leave his job because he doesn't want to get this thing. And they're saying, well, all government employees have to get this. So there's a bunch yeah. of people quitting with them. Now, I'm yeah. not in support of people quitting their jobs and doing this, but I also don't think people should be regulated on some aspects of control. I think you got to be a person with your own choices. I mean, if you've made it this far in life on your own decisions and the government was never there to pick you up when you fucking fell. So I don't see the point of them doing this now on the aspect of that it's protection. I don't know. I, I, don't, I get a very weird vibe about Fauci. And I've seen too much lying now that's been proven where they did the second trial with him and showed that, oh, no, that's you guys said it differently. We thought you meant this. It actually is that. But it's this way. It's like legal speak. And I get it. It's covering your own ass. But I think at the same time, I just look at it like I just it seems slimy to me. It just seems untruthful. And after, you know, from the mass thing saying, oh, no, it doesn't do anything. And then next, you know, people stopped wearing masks and they brought it back. I just go, I get it. I mean, I thought in the beginning they did something. I still think they do something. Obviously, it has to. It's something covering your yeah. fucking face. But I just, the flip floppy, the back and forth, I'm like, you lost the trust now. And it's like, I, I know I, a lot about government stuff to where my trust is already displaced from the start. I don't disagree with you on that. And I do think that there have been, there's been some bad sales pitches, the, the mask being one of them. Um, I think- I think masks work to a small degree, even any mask, because like you said, I think the N95s probably work to a better degree. Uh, even having a mask, though, if I'm sitting in a restaurant and I sneeze and I don't cover my sneeze. Now, the restaurant's a bad example because, of course, you don't need a mask in a restaurant, which is the most fucking ridiculous thing. If you need a mask, you need a fucking mask. Well, why suddenly you can go to a restaurant and it becomes this whole, oh, well, now you can protest and not food. have a mask either. You but, know that. 
but but you see what I'm saying with uh well there's a whole different aspect with outdoors and indoors. I never believed that masks were necessary outdoors. I At those Black Lives Matter protests and all these people are standing side by side and the governor's like, this is okay, this is different. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? There has not been, uh, to my knowledge, I can a I'll super spreader event that has been solely managed outside. It's not been outside; they've been inside. There's been an inside aspect to it. Well, the, Google it on the show. Yeah. So, but no, I agree with you. I think some of it's, I think it's like the same thing when that guy, who's his name, uh, Carl, something, the conservative guy, they called him the black face of white supremacy. You're like, what just happened? That's how society's gotten to this person was saying this event's okay. It's like, what? Because it was a protest. None of these politicians want to say anything that's going to refute their votes. That's the whole thing is they just want to get reelected again. Right. But it it is the sales pitch and do masks work. Yeah. I don't, I sneeze in an enclosed space. It's not going to get nearly as far if I have a mask on versus if I didn't. So yes, technically maybe somebody across the room, but if you're close to me, you're going to get it anyway, because the germs are still going to spread in a close, close vicinity. Sales pitch was wrong on masks. There's no doubt. And that was a big pitch too, is remember when they're talking about when you get the vaccine, Oh, get the vaccine. And now you can get together with with your relatives without a mask. And then all of a sudden it's like, maybe you should wear a mask again. It's like, it does. And, And regardless of, what our beliefs are on mask effectiveness. When you do sell something, they sold it as a way to get more people vaccinated. I totally agree with that. And I think the sales pitch was wrong. But at the same time, I'm sitting here vaccinated and I don't wear a mask. Uh, Tennessee, nobody wears a fucking mask. It's been, it's been wide open here for a year. But, um, but yeah, as far as that goes, I'm vaccinated. And like you said, I've ta- I'm taking my safety. Uh, I believe in the vaccines. I also believe that uh, they help me at least if I were to get it, it's going to buttress the effects of it. And, you know, that's the way I feel. And again, my, my big thing is, I think it would be a different argument about forced vaccinations. And I'm not, I'm not for forced vaccinations. However, a company wants to, if a private company says that you should have vaccinations, that's their right. That's their right. And they, they can make the decision. New York Times count as a viable source. Hmm? Uh you know what? I'd have to read two or three different things. Again, I don't trust anything too much. What's up with the New York Times? Are protests dangerous? What expert? Uh, why does it say? My, what experts say may depend on who's protesting. What public health experts decide, de- decried the anti-lockdown protests as dangerous gatherings in a pandemic? Yes, there are people uh, gathering talking about they were anti-lockdown, but then when it came to the same exact protest, they were calling anti-lockdown ones as dangerous. But then the Black Lives Matter ones, there were nothing about them being dangerous, even though it was the basically the kind of different different concept, same same amount of people. This is the anti-lockdown ones. Oh, I see a lot of masks there. But yeah, it it regardless. I mean, I think the trick is this: is that uh, that's still like even if masks aren't one hundred percent effective as well too. But I yeah. mean. But outdoor versus indoor, I've always been a, a big proponent or I won't say opponent of wearing a mask. If it's an enclosed space, I'd probably wear a mask, especially back then. Now it's a different question. But back then still with, with things that were, you know, if they, they did help, I would probably still wear one. But that was in a very, very enclosed space. If you're outside, even if you're six feet, 10 feet apart, you have an infinite amount of air. If you're inside, you have a limited amount of air. And I don't think that people understand the the number infinity versus limited regardless of how limited limited is. I think honestly at this point where I stand with it is you just got to take your, you can't be afraid. At least I'm not going to be any afraid anymore. If people want to, they want to, but I see people that um, wear a mask in their car, get out and then, you know, wipe the door handle and do all that type of stuff. I just get nervous. I'm like, 
how much of your life are you going to be doing this to where you might this we don't know when it's going to end you we say a couple of years but we don't know if it just keeps going and going and going and going i mean that pfizer makes a three point something uh yeah million not it's not a million it's it's gotta be billions something yearly on this vaccine thing and i go hey man if they keep adding a shot every year keep saying you got to take it one to every three years Fauci says you may never gather at christmas this coming up christmas you might be able to i just get to this point where i'm like i feel like i need to live my life i'm not going to spend a whole lot of time being worried about it i work at a gym haven't gotten it yet so and i don't know a whole lot of people that have and then you quarantine as such i think there's effective ways of doing this but i just don't I don't want to stop. Like people already spend too much time not being who they want to be, not do, thinking how they want to think because they model it off of something that they've seen where it just gets into my mind of like, I don't know. I feel like this is another thing that affects those things. I mean, everything now turns into a vaccine conversation. Yeah, it does. And I mean, we talked about, we want to talk about vaccine and we're sitting here talking about it. I think the truth is, is that, yeah, it's a, at some point, especially with COVID as it currently is, you got to live your life. Uh, I do know some people that are still taking it more seriously than I do. Uh, being in Tennessee, maybe that's why my guard's down and because I feel safe with my vaccine status. Maybe that's why my guard's down. But I don't feel, I I'm never like going in. Anxious. I'm not going to vaccine yeah. shame you. Like, I don't understand yeah. that no. argument. Either. No, I don't, I don't really get that either, but I'm not sitting here shaming you for not having it either. I mean, if, if you made that decision, uh, it is what it I is. I also I don't mean, take Tylenol, so. Well, I don't take Tylenol either. So there you go. I don't take anything that I like my body to naturally defeat its enemies. I agree with you hundred percent. I sporadically like uh, my arm's been jacked up uh, for some reason over the last six months or so. And every once in a while at night, or even if I wake up in the middle of the night, my when arm's hurting, I'll take, I'll take one Advil, but I won't even take, I won't even take two Advil. I'll take one Advil. And that's, I just don't, I try not to take uh, anything to disguise pain or hide the fact that, that I've got problems. It's, it's not a good, it's not a good way to go through life. I just think you need to, re your body needs to recover on things naturally. Now there's obviously examples where you need it. Like if your testing doesn't work or something, it's like yeah. a genetic thing or some type of well, anti-inflammatories are going are going to be helpful. I mean, yeah. I'm, I've had a, you know, I've had an infection and to take, um, you know, I've, I've had to take antibiotics for an infection. I'm not going to not take antibiotics because I'm, I'm sitting here high and mighty on my cliff. You know, but sometimes you do have to take things to, to help, help your body, help your body's immune system, but to take things just to disguise pain. Uh, that's how people get addicted to, you know, heroin, meth, opioids, whatever. And I don't find that to be effective at all. I'm kind of interested to see where psychedelics lead into the pharmacology aspect of things. Now I've talked to a bunch of people a while back, almost a year ago about psychedelics. And now you're seeing a lot of research with John Hopkins and all these institutions that are now using psychedelics to treat people with PTSD, like microdosing are having a like major, like kind of, I think recently also as well too, they developed something that was able to help out with um, Alzheimer's. Like that's a first ever. Yeah, heard They're that. starting to see, positive effects from some type of medicine that they're using now now yeah. with psychedelics for instance i was uh talking to, her name was joya hall she was on my show she had a suicide disease which is a disease that just makes you i think it makes you black out randomly so it's like you just fall down a flight of stairs if you're walking yeah. downstairs so she has like it, it's a i forgot i don't want to miss die or miss talk about what she has but something like that psychedelics helped her 
And a lot of people have had really a major experiences with these things where she's leading the charge in Nova Scotia to legalize psychedelic mushrooms and all these types of things because they're seeing major benefits from it. It doesn't mean take a whole thing and go fucking nuts. It just means <laughs> microdose. People are having major kind of turnaround and personality disorders, schizophrenia, so many different benefits where I'm looking at like, I wonder what that charge is going to be like. I would rather people take psychedelics than take fucking pharmaceuticals in some aspects because it's they grip you yeah. too hard. Yeah, a lot of them, it depends on the psychedelic. It's, uh, you know, some of them are going to be, uh, I'm sure, made uh, with more natural. Ron White quit drinking because of, of uh, Asquanda, whatever the fucking drug. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. He quit drinking because of ayahuasca. Yeah, it's, it, I'm sure that some natural remedies exist. I've, I've never done, I've never smoked pot yeah, right. and I've never done well, anything marijuana related. It's okay, well, I see, I don't. That's it's horrible. <laughs> God damn it! Bad pot. Never again. Seeds and shit. Jesus Christ! But, it's like if I no, smoke I, salt nick in my vape, it fucking but, makes your brain black out. But it's you know, I mean, just over the last 10, 15 years, they're you know they're starting to realize there are medical uh, medical positive medical effects from ways that marijuana is used and things, and uh, you know, I, you can say what you want to about. The messaging we were talking about mask messaging but let's go back to the messaging of marijuana back when you know because of the tobacco companies Wacky they did everything tobacco. they could yeah they did everything they could to shit all over marijuana and the truth is it may not be as bad as people thought it was it may not be great depending on how much you use it i don't know i'm not a doctor and i haven't looked at the research but i can say that there do seem to be positive outcomes using marijuana and extracts from marijuana plants so you know, more power to it. You just, again, this all goes back to science, man. You got to learn, you know, you got to be open to things. You got to find out what works and what doesn't. There's going to have to be some guy that raises his hand and be like, I'll fucking try that for my PTSD. You know, give me some LSD for it. It might work. Maybe it fucking works. I don't know. You just can't but, put trust the science on fucking flat earth shit. I see that everywhere now. Everyone's <laughs> well, like, that's different. Hashtag trust the science. I'm like, fuck off. You're not a scientist. Like, I just what I, I, it's how it gets me. I talked to so many academics. They're like, this whole trust the science thing. What, what's why is everybody against it? It's like, because everything's trust the science. They hashtag it in their episodes to make sure that everyone just looks at it. That's. Yeah. Flat earth. Uh, not to offend any flat earther that may be listening to your show, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's a better hill to die on than the flat earth hill. I'll put it that way. And if, if it's, if it's a flat earth, you don't die on the hill. You die on the fucking flat plane anyway. So fuck it. There's no hills on the flat. That's right. I mean, literally think about it. It's a, it's an argument. If, if you go upstairs, if you walk up the stairs in your home, the earth's not flat. It's at least at best, it's still three dimensions. So now at best, it's a big fucking square or rectangle. It's not even flat. Can't be just can't be. My argument was that North, and up are not the same exact thing. Yeah, they're not. So and he was like, what are you talking about? Like, My buddy's a flat earther. And we were having a whole debate. I'll have to send you that episode. We were having a whole debate about it for like a good three hours where I'm just sitting there like, how? Like, I'm listening. I'm open-minded as hell. But Jesus Christ, I'm sitting there like, you're not giving me. He keeps bringing it to some other argument. I'm like, stop. Go back to the fucking point we're doing the episode about. Uh, tell Michael Jordan that it's fucking uh, flat earth because he'd never dunk a basketball. You can't fucking dunk a basketball <laughs> if the earth's flat. Ah, uh, what? How, how though? It's just jumping. If the plane's flat, I can still jump. Yeah, but the but you know what? Where's the rim? It's not on the fucking ground. It's in the air. So something is is saying so, that there's a dimension to it. A flat earth is just talking about like the idea that it's just a flat plane. There is a sky and everything that includes like so it's like a rectangle that's just flat. 
<laughs> you ever see a picture of the flat earth? No. <laughs> Why does, would I? It doesn't look fucking normal. Um, of course it doesn't. It stemmed because NASA in the beginning lied to everybody when they showed the pano view of the earth. They never they CGI'd clouds to yeah. make it look prettier. And then people yeah. are like, if they lied about that, they're lying to us now. And they just keep going. And I'm like, this is why we talk about trust, man. We got to have some systems set in place that bring up trust again. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Flat earthers. Yeah, whatever. What? I'll die yeah. on the Mr. Rogers Hill, though. Holy shit, dude. I was talking Mr. to a guy Rogers who studies thing. religious. I say Mr. Rogers is probably like a cross-dresser, which isn't bad, but he was hiding a secret. More power I get too off vibes about that man like he was hiding something like a pent-up aggression thing or some type of thing but i was talking to a professor of religious studies then he goes well i was i've also studied mr rogers for four years i was like oh we're about to let this fucking go down this rabbit hole because i've been talking about it since like episode 100 that he was a fucking something off about that man there's something off about all of us i mean mr rogers has his secrets i have my secrets you got but your he's dead and i can't figure it out it's okay. You know what? It's, it's not your explore. business, man. It's his business. Mr. Rogers' business and whoever he's having sexual relationships with, it might be their business. Not my business. Not your business. Fuck it. Let him have his thing. It's the tabloid's business. It's not the tabloid's business. It Beat it to the me. wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Let Mr. Rogers wear his women's underwear. Good for him. You know, if it, if it feels better on his crotch, more power to him. Ugh, I don't even want to picture that. There's like that girl that I think her name is like Kim something, Kim Smile or something. She made new uh, bikini wear and a woman wore like an actual like bikini over or under the actual the Kim Smile bikini wear. Doesn't even fucking cover up shit. She was like, this is giving me a fucking wedgie. So if this was actually hitting my no, no square, it would fucking go up there. This what the fuck is this? I don't know. What, and like, It's just as little as possible, kind of like just wearing like a yeah. piece of floss. Yeah. And it was like, it, it's just interesting. I was like, oh, at least we're not the only one that are noticing this shit. Like, I can't be comfortable. I always wonder that when I see someone wear like a wool sweater, I'm like, that can't be fucking comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a wool sweatersman. That's all I got, Mike. Thank you for doing my show. Sorry. Oh, no. Thanks some, for having me. We it's, always it's get always down to pleasure. some politics stuff. I enjoy it because we can actually have like a general discourse about things without it getting like, I fucking hate your guts. No, it's, you know what? Opinions are like assholes. I think I said this on your show. Everybody's got one. And a lot of times nobody wants to see anybody else's. But really, especially political opinions. But it's unless you got taint picks, send me a taint. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm completely shaved and bleached. I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> so pretty. So pretty. So now I'm uh, best horse no, in the race. <laughs> thanks for having me on, Rob. This is always a pleasure. It's always a lot of fun, and and it is fun to talk about those things without without getting argumentative. I mean, you have your opinions, I have my opinions. Just is what it is, and um, you know, again, we'll probably have because we both like to learn and listen. Maybe next time we talk, we'll have different opinions because we'll try to be better educated about one. Maybe maybe we find our position in the middle or maybe one of us comes to the other side i mean we don't fucking know but you know that's what time and research that's all we can that's all we can do so try to figure it out i think we all want what's best for us and what's best for our families can uh, that's a, i about to say i was going to join the conservatives if you guys offered like donuts or something <laughs> hey whatever you know? um <laughs> where can people find your show still whack brackets or you just want to promote the other one you know what? You can go to Whack Brackets. You won't see a lot of posting, but you can go to Multiverse of Badness on Instagram, or you can go to Multiverse of Bad on Twitter. I'm out there posting dumb comic book stuff. 
Are you Zach running the page? I. Yeah. Okay, because I follow the Twitter. Yeah, I've got an Instagram page and a Twitter page for it. So got a few posts. Can't lose contact. No, no, you know where to find me. I'm pretty easy to find. So. Perfect. All right, I'll link it all in the description. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the blank. Stay tuned for next episode. See you, Robbie.